to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Let's go to the next topic. Let's discuss the idea of multiple high priests. If Christ lives forever and he's our high priest, then there's no need for other high priests. So this claim of having these high priests after the order of Melchizedek contradicts the Bible at several points. Number one, you've got high priests under the Old Testament law, but what kind of priests were they? Were they Melchizedek priests? Aaronic. And the reason they had multiple high priests is because one would die and another one would take his place. Another one would die, another one would take his place. And Paul makes much of that in the book of Hebrews. But nowhere does the Bible say that they held the Melchizedek priesthood in the Old Testament. And so there was always only one legal high priest at a time. And of course, those priests in the Old Testament had to be descendants of Aaron. Christ now is the only legal high priest that we have. Yet the Mormon church claims that there are thousands of these high priests uh, after the order of Melchizedek. All of the high priests mentioned in the New Testament, if there was any plurality mentioned, were part of Judaism, reaching back to the old and referencing it, not to the church. Now, Mormon theology teaches that Joseph Smith had to have the priesthood before he could establish the church. But nothing in the Bible says that apostles, bishops, deacons, or any other New Testament office held either the Aaronic or Melchizedek priesthood. So why did Joseph Smith need it? Nor does the Bible teach that the church or priesthood would need to be restored. And remember, according to Jude, we're to contend for the faith that was what? Once delivered to the saints. Not delivered, lost, and restored again, but once delivered to the saints. You've got to remember, folks, Joseph Smith taught that the church had totally apostatized off the face of the earth until he showed up on the scene and recovered and restored the church. Now, folks, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Uh, that is arrogant. If it's not true, it is extremely, extremely arrogant. Uh, McConkie in Mormon Doctrines, uh, quoting from Doctrine and Covenants, section 65, uh, makes it very clear that the priesthood is, is, is really the basis of the authority of all the work that goes on in Mormonism. Whether it's the door knocking and the proselyting or the baptizing for the dead in the temple or the, the temple marriages, that is the basis of it. Now, I said to you last week that we take a few minutes and talk about the muddled origin of this priesthood. And the event is found for us in the Pearl of Great Price, Joseph Smith, chapter 2, verses 68 through 73. And again, I'll have it in the notes. Uh, if I read it to you, there would be loud snoring resounding through 
the sanctuary by the end of it. It's long, it's wordy, but I'm going to give you the summary of it. And again, in your notes, you can look it over and see if you think my summary is correct. But uh, after reading it through several more times this week, I believe the summary is exactly correct. Several things in this count are confusing. John the Baptist is supposed to have ap appeared to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery. Now, Oliver Cowdery was a sidekick of Joseph Smith, who incidentally was very involved in the translating of the Book of Mormon. Now, when you pick up a copy of the Book of Mormon, there's a little, a short history section in the front that they want you to see. And it's the testimony of the 11 witnesses, three in one account and, and eight of another. And what it is, it's just testimonies of witnesses that say they saw the plates that Joseph Smith used. That's all they testify to. But they make much of that as though that were validation for the Book of Mormon authenticity. What they don't like to talk about was the method in which it was translated, and you've got to dig around through historical accounts. And some of these historical accounts were friends of Cowdery who watched this process. Uh, Smith hung a, uh, a, a rope up in the room and draped uh, fabric over the rope, and then he sat in one room going through this process while Cowdery was on the other side of the curtain and doing the translating, and Cowdery couldn't look in there. So Smith would say what he was seeing, and Cowdery would write it down. So Cowdery was one of his sidekicks. And uh, here, here's how it goes. John the Baptist supposedly showed up and appeared to the two of them. Now, this is an appearance of John the Baptist that he said he had. And uh, he conferred the Aaronic priesthood to Joseph Smith and Cowdery, who had not yet been baptized. Now, Mormons believe baptism is necessary for salvation. That being the case, and they must have been unsaved sinners when they received the priesthood. Mormonism teaches that baptism must precede the receipt of the priesthood. So why didn't John the Baptist baptize them first? Because he obviously had authority to baptize because he baptized the Lord in Matthew chapter 3. Surely if the Spirit of, of the Lord could baptize Adam according to the pearl of great price, Moses chapter 6, verses 64 and 65, then the Spirit of John the Baptist could baptize Joseph Smith. Instead, John told Joseph Smith to baptize Oliver Cowdery, and Oliver Cowdery to baptize Joseph Smith. However, since Joseph Smith was unbaptized when he baptized Oliver Cowdery, Oliver's baptism was invalid by Mormon standards. Then Oliver Cowdery improperly baptized Joseph Smith because since Oliver Cowdery's baptism was invalid, Joseph Smith's would be invalid also by Mormon standards. Next, Joseph Smith, who was improperly baptized, conferred the Aaronic priesthood on an improperly baptized Oliver Cowdery, a thing the Mormon church would reject today. Oliver Cowdery, who was improperly baptized and improperly ordained, then conferred the Aaronic priesthood on an improperly baptized Joseph Smith. But, Don, but John the Baptist had conferred the priesthood of Aaron on Joseph Smith and Cowdery before they baptized each other. Since they conferred the same priesthood on each other after they baptized each other, they must have lost it while baptizing each other. This also makes both baptisms invalid. 
And because Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery ordained each other after baptizing one another, they must have realized they didn't get any priesthood from John the Baptist, or if they did, they lost it. Either way, they had no authority to baptize or ordain each other. Neither Joseph Smith nor Oliver Cowdery had the priesthood after they baptized each other. Otherwise, it would have been foolish to ordain each other in order to give that which they already possessed. Now, the reason I'm being technical about it is because they are technical about it. Let me tell you something, folks. If you go very far with some of these people and they come knocking on your door, they're not going to accept the fact that you say, I trusted Christ as my personal Savior. As far as they're concerned, you've got nothing. They don't care that you've been baptized by immersion in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. As far as they're concerned, you were improperly baptized. And their job is to get you out of this church and into that maze over there and do everything right. Nothing was done right according to their rules, folks. Nothing. Which, which totally invalidates everything that they're doing right now in their temple. Uh, this invalidates temple work. An invalid priesthood disqualifies Mormon gospel preaching by their own rules. Remember, what I'm saying to you is when they come to you, they're saying you have an invalid church, you have an invalid preacher, you have an invalid ministry, you have an invalid witness, you have an invalid testimony, and, and, and you need to come and get validated. What I'm saying by their own rules, they're invalidated. Never, never mind the Bible, by their own rules they're invalidated. And uh, this is the basis for the standard that they dismiss everything we do. And uh, since their temple is now consecrated through an invalid priesthood, all the work done in Mormon temples is null and void, baptism for the dead. Remember, we talked about that. Uh, not to mention temple marriages. So the bottom line here is that a, uh, a profession of some pretty incredible authority is made by the Mormon church of a priesthood that when you study scripture and study history and study their own rules is invalid. Proverbs chapter 25. Let's conclude the matter by looking at Proverbs 25 and verse 14. Whoso boasteth himself of a false gift is like clouds and wind without rain. Clouds and wind without rain. The conditions seem to be there for rain, but it just doesn't deliver. Folks, you have in Jesus Christ the priesthood you need. You have all the priesthood you need. He's your high priest. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208 208- 4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Masters Club. 
which runs during the school year, and at the same time we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.